Hallelujah. Just listen to my spirit, what's going on in my spirit. You need to just continually be checking areas where there's been sickness and infirmity. You just need to be pressing into areas where there's been fear and bondage. You just, you just need to be keeping your eyes open because God's at work. God's at work. Hallelujah. And if you don't see anything happening, go in after it because God's at work. God's at work. Thank you, Father. We're in a new season somehow. Go for it. Go for it. Thank you, Father. So we're just going to keep talking, equipping. Let's see what God's going to do. Thank you, Father. Stay aware. Stay aware. There's a new boldness that's going to come into you. It's just a new boldness. You're going to be at the the same juncture as you were before, and last time you hesitated. This time, something in you is not hesitating. And just be aware. Go in. Don't don't even give it a second thought. Just go in where the Spirit of God is leading you, what He's showing you to do, what He's giving you to say. Just go into it. In your prayer closet, in your prayer time, however that is. Prayer closets are weird. They're all over the place. Prayer closet is when you shut yourself in with God and and block out the distractions. And you can do that at any moment. But in that place, be aware. Because there's a new boldness and there's a new authority that's coming to you. And you're going to step into that. So don't hold back and don't go, this seems presumptuous of me. This seems like beyond where I'm at. Step in in faith. Lay hold of, declare over that person's life, declare over what's happening in that situation the word of the Lord that God's giving to you. Don't get lost in your understanding of a situation. Don't get lost in your own evaluation and your own judgment regarding a situation. Step into what the Spirit of God is giving to you and step, in, and step into that situation. Don't get locked by, by preconceived ideas. I don't know how many people Somehow I have a faith that I can impart faith. I just have it now. So that means when I'm talking to somebody and I recognize they don't have it, something in me says I can give it to you. So I'm finding people that I begin to talk about God and I recognize they have no connection. I say, I just want to give you something. Can I give you something? Take my hand. I just want to give you a faith in God that your heart would open up to the reality and I can watch the Spirit of God I can just see it in the complexion of their face. Don't be surprised when God inspires you to do something in a way that you've never done it before. Go with Him. Go with Him. Hallelujah. All right. Today we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. We jumped a few chapters, but we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 11. And your heart's going to be wide open, even though you've probably heard a thousand or more sermons from Hebrews chapter 11. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you for the increase of your glory and the advancement of your kingdom through the mobilization of your army. Lord, I declare that. I also declare by the word of the Lord that the veil is being lifted off of this place so that those 
God, who you are calling to come to this place, this place will no longer be hidden to them. They will see it, they'll know it, they'll become aware of it, and they're coming. God, those hindrances that have kept people back, God, they're being removed. Hallelujah. And God, you're bringing to this place people and resources that you've called to this house. Hallelujah. The promises, God, that you've spoken over this house. Hallelujah. Every, everything causing delay is being removed out of the way. And God, we're stepping into the fulfillment of promises that you've spoken over this house and over this people. People are coming into their calling and coming into their gifting. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. And I thank you and praise you. There's a lot more there. God, as, as I talk this morning, Holy Spirit, I'm, I'm just simply listening and, and touching base with you, walking with you and following your lead. I am trusting you to open up hearts to sow what it is that you need to work with in the hearts of these people. Lord, their growth is not dependent, God, on what, uh, on what I'm speaking here this morning, but God, on receiving by faith what it is you're speaking to their hearts so that, Lord, you have seed to work with in their lives. And I'm go God, I'm praying that that's going to be very effective today. And I thank you for it. Amen. All right. So I've been talking about today, if you will hear his voice. Today, if you will hear his voice. Not yesterday, today. Today, if you will hear his voice. And not harden your hearts. Okay? Refusing to be persuaded by what it is that God's speaking to you. What God has spoken is its last days, its mission critical, its top priority. And we need to pay attention. What God has spoken through Christ, it's incredibly powerful. It gives birth to a new creation. It announces his kingdom. It ushers in the culmination of God's eternal plan and purpose for mankind. It's the word, it's the message that God has spoken in these last days through Jesus Christ. So in hearing, we must pay closer attention, consider more deeply the implications, and strive to come to a place where we live under the full persuasion of what God has spoken. That's where we've got to strive. Got to pay attention, consider more deeply, and strive to come to a place of full persuasion. Full persuasion regarding what God has spoken to us in Christ. It's only coming to that place of full persuasion that we enter into God's rest. The place of God's rest is when you come to an absolute persuasion that what God has spoken, He will and is able to perform. You're absolutely convinced of it. It is that place of rest. Then you cease from striving of your own works and you begin to move with God. Hallelujah. You begin to see what God can do because you're now not looking for God to partner with you. You're partnering with God. Stepping in. He said, you're going to take the land. Let's go in. Let's take it. How do we do that? By entering into our rest. Be fully persuaded, hallelujah, that what God has said, he is fully able to perform. Hallelujah. So these giants and these strongholds are coming down. Hallelujah. Going after them, going in, going to take them on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Rest. Rest is not inactivity. Rest is full persuasion and moving in the power of it. That's what we want to get to. Hallelujah. 
Now, last week we talked about faith comes by hearing. Along with preaching the gospel, faith comes along. Along with hearing the gospel, faith comes. And it's looking for a heart that will hear. Faith comes through hearing. But we need to consider to what extent we're willing to hear. How much we're going to open our hearts to what we've heard. How deeply we're allowing what we've heard to go and take root in our lives. How much we are willing to surrender in order to give that word an uncontested place within us. Hearing is critical. Hearing is critical. Faith comes by hearing. I was remembering, just kind of reminiscing as I was talking with God about how often as a child I heard the gospel. Heard it over and over and over again. You know, sometimes going up to an altar call when I got afraid enough of hell, if they preached a convicting enough sermon went up because in that moment I needed to be relieved of that certain sense of fear that had come over me. But that didn't mean that my heart had heard with a persuasion. But I remember the day. I remember the day. Nobody around and nobody preaching. But all of a sudden, the circumstances of my life came to a place where I recognized I was empty. I was lonely. I was powerless in my situation. And I needed God. And I knew that God was there for me. I knew that God, all of the things that I had heard came to me, but today I was hearing. Today I was hearing. And I allowed what I was hearing to persuade my heart to bow before him and say, God, I need you. I need your forgiveness. I need to know your presence in my life. I am so empty. Life is so meaningless. I need you in this moment. Faith was looking for a heart to enter. And when I heard, when I was willing to be persuaded, when I came to that place of brokenness before him, emptiness before him, faith entered in, and my heart came under that persuasion. I remember as I began to read my Bible and as I allowed God to begin to speak to me, I remember when my heart said, I have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. I have to be. I have to be God. Hallelujah. I have to seek you to be absolutely filled with the Holy Spirit. I remember my heart came under that persuasion and I began in my heart to say, God, Fill me with your Holy Spirit. There was an evangelist that was coming along, and I said, God, hallelujah, I'm making my appointment to be filled with your Holy Spirit. I left the basketball game that night. I was completely sweaty. I knew if I went home to shower, there wouldn't be time to be there for the service. And so I went to the service completely sweaty in my 
clothes. I stunk, but I had an appointment with God. I was fully persuaded. I went into that meeting saying this, God, hallelujah, I am going to go to the front. There is going to be an altar call. I am going to the front. Nobody told me that they were going to have an altar call for being filled with the Spirit. I went knowing there was going to be an altar call for being filled with the Spirit. I was going forward, and I was going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit that night. I was under a persuasion I had heard from God. My heart was seeking after that. I walked in. They gave the altar call. I walked up to the front. I put my hands up, and I didn't wait for them to tell. I just, just let her rip. Went down under the power of God, filled. Each thing in my life, faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Faith comes by hearing. There's an event happens in your life. God's trying to get your attention. The event you experience, but what did you hear? You see something. You see something. This is, this is what happened to the disciples. They were apart and they experienced and they saw the breaking of the loaves and the feeding of the 5,000. But later on, They got totally confused about something that Jesus said about the leaven of the Pharisees because they had been in the event, but they hadn't actually heard it. They hadn't heard what God was speaking. And constantly through our lives, God is speaking to us through the circumstances, through the things He's showing us. You can be reading this Word. You can read the words and read the words and read the words. But until you hear God speaking to you from this book, faith ain't happening. But when you read this book and you hear God speaking to you, that's that's speaking to me. That's about my life situation. Faith comes. And if you will come under the persuasion of that, then you experience the power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So you're, you're hearing it. You've got to pay attention to how you're hearing it. This is what God has been saying to me recently. And I've just been going through a thing of repentance. And repentance for me is life. Repentance doesn't mean, I'm oh, sorry, I'm sorry. No, repentance is, man, have I been wrong? Let's change. I've been, th- I've been wrong in my thinking, wrong in my response. I haven't. So let's change. This is great. I love repentance because repentance is change in my thinking and I can't change in who I am. I can't, things can't change in my life until there's repentance that takes place. I love repentance. But what God's been saying to me is he says, you've been only giving me a measure of persuasion regarding the things that I've spoken to you. You know what I've said in my word. You are persuaded to this degree. But I am looking for you to come under a full persuasion to what it is that I've spoken. A full persuasion. And so he is confronting me with areas in my heart where I'm not fully, resp- I'm not fully persuaded, which means I'm not fully committed to it. I'm not fully engaged with it. We could take Scripture after Scripture where we acknowledge that's true. We acknowledge that that's a principle. But we're not fully under the persuasion of that truth. God is looking for a people that hearts will open up to fully come under persuasion to what it is that he's saying. So let me just read to you from Hebrews now, chapter 11. 
It says, now faith is the assurance. Some of your versions will say foundation. Some versions say it's the substantiation. Faith, some of yours will say it's the substance. Faith is the assurance, the substance, the foundation, the substantiation of things hoped for. The assurance of things hoped for. When we're talking about things hoped for, we're talking about things that are, it's an anticipated good, but it's in the future. It's not present. It's not seen. Romans 8.25 says, Who hopes for what they already see? Who hopes for what they already see? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it patiently. When we're talking about hope, it's, it's something that we don't yet see. Something that is not yet in our experience, but it's an anticipated good. So it says, Faith is the assurance, it's the substantiation of things that are hoped for. It is the conviction or the title deed, some versions will say title deed, of things not seen. For by it, by faith, the people of old received their commendation from God. So what we're reading here in Hebrews chapter 11 is not a definition of what faith is, but how faith functions. It's how faith functions. Some of your commentators will let you know that there's that word substantiation. There's there's an activity that's happening here. Faith is active in this verse. It's a substantiation that results in substance. It's a an assurance that ends up forming a foundation or a basis. It's the way that faith functions. It's it's how it operates. The function of faith is to substantiate a thing that's hoped for, a promise of God, something that He has revealed regarding our future, something that has caused hope to form in front of us. Faith functions to substantiate that thing that's hoped for. To make that hope a tangible, ultimate, substantial reality in one's life today. Underlying and undergirding one's perception of reality. And steering the goals and decisions that they make today. Faith functions by laying hold of what God has promised and taking that and it becomes the basis for how I live my life today. So you could say you have the hope of eternal glory. You have the hope of ruling and reigning with Christ. What faith does is it begins to look at that reality and what that calling What implications that calling has on my life. And it begins to respond in every situation based on that future hope. So that I'm actually living my life today in the total light. Because that reality is now shaping the way I live and the way I perceive everything. That reality. 
Let's just do the promise of you shall receive power, you shall be clothed with power from on high. Let's just take that, something a little bit closer to us. Faith reaches into that promise and says, I am now living my life. The way I live my life is now shaped by that reality. That means to receive that power and to walk in that power becomes a goal within my life. It shapes my conversations with God. It says, these signs shall follow them that believe. So it begins to shape, if I want to see the reality of that power being demonstrated in my life, I don't sit here. I begin to go out actively to expand the kingdom of God, to be involved in sharing the gospel with people and wanting to bring the reality of that power into their lives and their situations. And as I actively go out, these signs follow. But if I'm sitting here, faith is not functioning. Faith is not functioning. So you can sing louder and longer, but faith is not functioning. So what faith does for me, it brings me into the Word. I'm reading the Word because I want to understand more of what it means to walk in this power and more of what it is that I can claim. It's affecting my prayers because now I begin to pray I begin to lay hold of those promises. I begin to declare them over my life. It affects what I'm doing. I'm looking for opportunities. That's that's why my hand's going out and laying hold of people. It's why I'm there. It's why I go out with people like Marcel. I've been out with Tim Hart and I'm on the street. Why am I there? Because I want to pursue seeing that power. It's what shapes my time because I want to spend time before the presence of God. I want to find places where I can allow His Spirit to rest on me and saturate me. Why? Because I'm asking, Holy Spirit, I want to be aware of Your presence. I want to be aware of what You're doing so that when You are activating upon me and You want me to move, I am ready to move with You. In other words, it's shaping who I am. It's it's not just a promise that's there. It's a belief I have. You receive power. That's a belief. Uh, You receive power. No. Faith is laying hold of it and it's beginning to shape who I am, how I think, how I'm responding. Not only that, but there's times when I am physically exhausted and have nothing to give. But my faith reaches beyond my physical condition Because I know I am clothed with power, not from my own strength, but power from on high. It's active. It's active. It's active. When God was speaking to me about breaking the power of mammon over my life, I recognized that fear had control. Mammon had a control. It had a fear, a driving force. I never realized how much of a driving force it had until God arranged the circumstances to cause me to fear the lack. And it came up and it began to paralyze me. But I recognized in the Scriptures that bondage to that fear 
is not where I'm supposed to, but I didn't just simply have that as a belief. I began to go after God. I began to set aside my lunch hours every day, just fasting before God. Not going to eat, going to go into a side room at work, and I'm just going to spend time before you. That fear has to break. That fear has to break. It has no power over me. It has to break. That fear has to break, God. I recognize it's there. It has to break. I am not a slave to fear. I am going after the freedom. And I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say I'm walking in the freedom. I'll declare I am free, but I won't say I'm walking in the freedom till I'm walking in the freedom. I am free. That was purchased on the cross. I declare that over my life. But that thing has to break. And I kept doing that until... God showed me in a vision the spirit of mammon that was there laughing at me. And as it laughed at me, I found the spirit of God rising up inside of me going after that thing. And then there was some steps that he called me to take in obedience to him. One of them at that point in time getting rid of my credit card. Do I have a credit card now? Yes. At that point in time getting rid of it. Because that was an act of faith. So it's shaping, it's shaping my response. In other words, I'm coming under the persuasion of the promise of God. Therefore, it is actually affecting my mindset. It is, it's affecting my approach. It's affecting my prayer life. It's affecting my obedience. Faith takes a hold of what God has promised and brings it so that it's actually something substantial within my life. Hallelujah. 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 You can go as far with that as you want to. Hallelujah. Faith is the title deed. The title deed of things not seen. Faith is the assurance, the title deed of things not seen. There's times when I'm dealing with a company that I don't want to just talk to some representative. I want to talk to the owner of the company. And I, I'll... I, you should see me when I get on the phone. When I want to get through to the person that I want the assurance from, I'm getting through. I want the word from them. And then I want to know the name of the person that I'm speaking. And if I absolutely need assurance, I want something sent to me in writing. So depending on if I know the character of the person, that if they actually give me their word, it's, it's as good as gold. That's my assurance. But for most people in the world that we live in now, I want something in writing. And when I get it in writing, then I feel like I have assurance. If I'm going to be purchasing something, then I want some kind of a receipt or I want something that says I actually have ownership to that thing. And faith acts that way. It's actually able to take what God has said to you, and it's yours. Many of you know exactly what I'm saying already. Like what, what I just preached, get here. If you hear me struggling, it's because in my spirit I feel a wall. And that's an okay thing. It's an okay thing, because that thing's smashing down. Just have to ask myself you know, what to do with that thing. And understand, after I preach, I go home and I take down things. Okay, but I just feel it there, so I'm asking the Holy Spirit how to work with it, and just realizing it. But what I'm contending for, I am contending for you to begin to move in a level of faith that you've never moved in before. It goes along with what God's going to do in this year. If I only get to this one little verse today, that's all we're getting to. 
and I want to, we're going to release something. But here's what I sense the Holy Spirit saying to you so you can come with me on this. You've already done this stuff. You've already done this stuff. There's areas in your life where you've heard the promise of God and it was real to you. And in spite of the fact that all you had was what God said to you, you began to step out. That, that to you was the light on your path. And you began to follow that thing. You, you believed that thing. Other people around you, they couldn't understand why you were walking the direction you were walking in. But you were walking in that direction because you had heard God and it had inspired a hope in your heart. And so you obeyed that. It was hard, but you obeyed it. And there were times when the situation you were walking through seemed hopeless. But you had his word. You know what he spoke to you. And there were times that you felt that that was shaken, but somehow his grace held, allowed you to hold on to what it is that he said. And you said, I will not let, hold, I, I will not let go of this. And so your life and your decisions became invested in that. Some of you made radical decisions and you gave up jobs and you gave up places and you stepped out, you stepped out taking risks and you, because he had spoken to you and you believed that what he said would come to pass in your life. You've done this, you've done this, you've done this. God wants you to know that's what he needs to work with. That's what he needs to work with. What he has been looking throughout history is that person who will take what he says and you will step into it. It is now your reality. You have spoken to me. And regardless of what is happening in front of my eyes, what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling, what people are saying and whatnot, your world is shaped by what he said. And the assurance is he said it to me. The assurance is he said it to me. He said it to me. And I am holding that word in my heart because he said it to me. And what God is saying is, there's other things that I'm saying that you're not hearing at that level. I've said them. But because of your weakness and because of the circumstances, you can't see yourself in what it is that I've said. But I need you now to step into it and let what I'm saying regarding you, what I'm saying about who I am, what I'm saying about what I want to do. I need you to step into that. I need you to leave what other people's opinions are, what other people will understand and approve of. I need you to step out of that. I need you to leave that place of security in the natural, and I need you to believe what it is that I've said. I want to take one other verse. Let's just Let's just go one verse further. By faith we understand that the universe was created by the word of God 
so that what is seen was not made out of the things that are visible. This is the way that faith operates. Faith is logical, and faith is reasonable, but it is not bound to natural thinking. Rather, faith begins its reasoning from the revelation that God, existing outside of time and space, the uncreated, eternal, almighty creator, spoke creation into being. So that everything that is visible, our material, natural earth, everything that is visible was not created from what is visible. It came into being by the Word of God. And from this revelation, faith reasons that the physical universe is not all that exists. That our physical universe, including the laws of nature that govern it, are subject to God's Word. This natural universe is subject to to God's Word. It is subject to God's Word. For faith to grow, one's mind, will, and emotions are going to have to come under subjection to that reality. So what is what God is speaking to you according to natural reasoning and natural logic simply is impossible. But God has spoken. So what seems naturally impossible was nature was created by the Word of God and what seems naturally impossible must bend to the Word of God. Because nature and its laws and what seems reasonable according to the natural mind which has been shaped by our observation and our experience and what has been taught to us by others who observe, observed and experienced, that is not the final say. The final say is the Word of God. The final say is the Word of God. The final say is the Word of God. God did an exercise with me. I I, I won't confuse you with it the other day. Told it to some some guys. God did an exercise with me. And he confronted me with something. He said something. And I found everything in me arguing with him. Because me, according to natural reason and natural understanding, could not come into agreement with him. And he said, I want you to know, in so many areas of your life, you are bound to your natural reasoning so that you cannot respond by faith to my word. There was no judgment on me, no condemnation, just a reality. Bob, if you want to get to the place where you see the supernatural happen, then you can no longer be bound. Your natural reasoning must break and give way. And we're going to take you through a process to do that. So ten spies went in, and they looked at the odds. And from a natural perspective, without a supernatural God, and without the promise of his word, their report was the most logical, reasonable, and true report. They wanted to save Israel from annihilation. Don't think these are bad people. Don't think these were bad, evil people. 
they wanted to save Israel from annihilation because they saw through their natural eyes that if we go in to take this land with these strongholds and these giants, we will be annihilated. But two other people went in and they saw, they drew into their perception of the land they walked through the word of the Lord and it shaped their perception and their anticipation. For them, the word of the Lord was the title deed to the land of Israel. Hallelujah. And these guys cannot stand in front of us. But that required a supernatural intervention with them, but they had a title deed. And we have to make the transfer where this is no longer just the scriptures, a written word with good principles. But we can actually hear the word of the Lord. And through hearing the word of the Lord, we know also personally we can hear the word of the Lord by his spirit within. And we know that when he speaks to us, faith comes and we allow faith a place in our hearts and we come to a full persuasion under that faith so that we give ourselves to it. We understand it's going to face fears, but we're going deeper. We understand that it's going to face conflicts in our thinking and in our lives and it's going to cause us that we're going to have to make room for it. We're going to have to uproot other things and we're going to have to make room for this thing to grow. But we're going for it. Because we want the word of the Lord to be fulfilled within our lives. Hallelujah. Now I want you to know, that was the best I could do. But what I want to do is release faith in this room. So what I'd like you to do is somehow connect with people around you. Because I can't connect with all of you. And I just want to pray. But I want to take your hand. So would you guys all stand and just connect with one another. Hallelujah. I want to take your hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm taking... I just know this is what you're going to do, Holy Spirit. I'm not here to preach my series of sermons. There's an army that's being raised up in this place. So in the name of Jesus. Remember when I was talking to you earlier and I was asking, like, what are all these things in you going to grow up? One thing I didn't mention is the faith that's in you. There is tremendous faith in you. And that's just simply going to grow. Because he's shaping your heart. You go, when you hear God, you just, you just do it. Like, what's the alternative? I'm just going to do it. Just going to do it. I'm going to believe God and I'm going to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, Father, that purity of faith that I see in Emily as I'm looking at her, just release it to the rest of us. Hallelujah. That childlike faith, but God, it's... It's not just childlike faith. There's something, there's something more developed in it. And just, just release it into all of us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, uh, a faith that believes that what you have said has already been provided for, accomplished. You're just asking us to lay hold of what grace has made available. And God... Hallelujah. Everything, everything holding us back now breaks. Now breaks. And somehow we're going to recognize, hallelujah, the partnership that we have. Hallelujah. And that 
we are not waiting for God to move. But God is, is looking to us to step out in faith. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So that he can move in behind. Always has. A people who will believe what he has said over and above every other basis and reasoning. This place, this house, this people. Hallelujah. Amen.